Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Ford, joined by my co-host, Kia Lisi herself. What's up, what's up, what's up? And we're also joined by illustrious guests from the Latinx delegation, the adorable one himself, Martin. How's it going, everybody? It's me, again. (laughs) (laughs) And from the Black delegation, a little bit less adorable, but still awesome, Randy. (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. You. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Less adorable, Randy. What's up? <laughs> and, and knowing Kia, that's like going to be my nickname forever. She's gonna, she's How'd you know? <laughs> so we are here to talk about the third round of the racial draft. Overall, Kia, what were your thoughts about how the third round went down? I thought it was glorious. I'm going to guess there's a, one particular reason why you found it glorious. Yes, because people slept, especially the Asian team. Thank you, Ron and Ron, Ron. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for the second year in a row, though I am an obs- uh, I'm observer with absolutely no personal interest in the matter, um, racial <laughs> 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 team. <laughs> Got Wonder Woman again! Ka-ka! That's how dinosaurs and dragons sound. Ka-ka! And I feel like it's fitting that Wonder Woman went to the multiracial team in light of the movie's clear nod to multiracialism. Um, yeah, that's right. Wonder Woman came out this week. And mm-hmm. uh, many thoughts are had. But we will share that in a future episode. Stay yes. tuned. Maybe for our Patreons. Um, but... Overall, um, you know, obviously the different delegations that are represented here had strong showings. Um, Martine, what were your thoughts about the third round overall, not including your pick? I think it was very good. It's always a good round when I have to cross off a bunch of names off of our list of potential picks that we might think about. So Mm -hmm. it's always a good round when that happens. But it's also very interesting with one very out of left field pick that we're going to get talked about a little later. And then one pick that's just the crowd. (laughs) No, but it's the same delegation. Yes. And then another pick that deserves its very low approval rating. Yes. Scorn. (laughs) Yeah. Stay tuned for, for the scorn. Uh, What about you, Randy? What what were your thoughts about the round overall? Yeah. I mean, I kind of just want to echo those same sentiments. Like, um, you could sort of see uh, basically the majority of like the picks. You can kind of envision like, oh, well, hmm, that would be a, you know, I would be interested to see the backstory for that uh, new version of the character and um, proud of myself for, for my own pick um, this round. And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how those picks um, turn out. Sure, and let's dive. Let's dive right in. I mean, right off the bat, we had a really good pick 
in uh, Peter Parker for the Asian, well, sorry, the East Asian, uh, East South Asian, sorry, East Southeast Asian delegation. That's mm-hmm. going to be a mouthful. So I'll just say East Asian for now. Uh, the East Asian delegation drafted Peter Parker. Peter Park, uh, I think, was what Ron was saying. So my mm-hmm. guess is that he's going to be Korean-American. Um, and, you know, I've, I, for, for a while, had thought that um, you know, Stephen Young would be a good casting if they ever wanted to have an Asian-American Peter Parker. Unfortunately, Ron being Ron, not coming on the show, did not <laughs> deliver a backstory. So we're, we're, we are to make up a backstory for Asian American Peter Parker with great power comes great responsibility, but uh, no appearances on the show. Um, but <laughs> what are your thoughts about Asian Peter Parker, Kia? Um, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm really okay because Ron missed it. Ron missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not paying attention to the Rachel draft there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, putting aside the points aspect of it, I do actually oh. think it's a good fit, though. You know, I mean, there yeah, are definitely yeah. there are definitely a lot of Asian Americans and Queens. You know, um, Peter is good in math and science, and I know that's a stereotype, but <laughs> but I mean, do math. Do if math. the shoe if the shoe fits, the shoe fits, right? Um, especially if we're talking about classic Peter Parker, um, he who's getting kind of bullied. Um, there's there might be a little bit of that that could play out in terms of stereotypes and then there's the you know peter's in good shape but he's not necessarily buff so you know oh, wow are you saying that's another stereotype whoa. <laughs> whoa i was i'm just saying that you know a like well like in shape cut dude like there's you probably a... see one from the South Asian ever. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm just saying they'd, they'd be able, it wouldn't be hard to believe that underneath that they have the... no muscle. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, he doesn't have he doesn't have a beach body. Awkward as possible. Look, he doesn't he doesn't have a beach body. He doesn't have oh, like. Oh, so you now know... they don't look good on the beach either. Oh. <laughs> He's in good shape, damn it. He's swinging around. He's flipping. He's doing acrobatics. Well, I, I, I do think it is a good fit in, in that he, he could be in good shape and all of that stuff, but he's not like the kind of person who like shows off mm-hmm. how good looking he is. He's not like a pretty boy or something like that. So like he could still be, you know, fit and all that stuff, but not really too particular. Like he's still kind of unassuming, even though you kind of look at, oh, yeah, he's fit, but he's not like really super... Right, no, that's that's what wow, I was getting that's at. Wow, adorable. Randy. Uh, Randy said something right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he just make fun of people instead. <laughs> okay, I'm weak. Okay, all right, go. But, um, Martin, do you have anything to say? Um, I mean, it's I really liked it. Um, because I could also see being Peter Parker being Asian, because that's obviously like one of the uh, it's like South uh, East Asian. Uh, because that's all. That's one of the things that anyone can be Spider-Man, and True. I can agree on some level uh, that because I've seen a lot of because like I've been on Twitter and there's a lot of K-pop fans on there, mm-hmm. and you see a lot of like they're ri- they're like really good like in good shape, but with the clothes that they put them in, you wouldn't right. necessarily see it a lot. Exactly, you would never yeah. get the underneath. Especially that, like, yeah. and then because he's 
supposed to be hiding it. He's supposed to be hiding the fact that that he can't be like this little scrawny nerd that gets picked on one day and then the next day be showing up in like these really really tight like <laughs> fucking like like fucking shirts and tank tops and shit and being like flexing on everybody. He needs to continuously wear probably like baggier kind of clothing that still fits. It's not like it's gonna be like easily yeah. take removable. So like yeah, wow, well said it. again, Martin. No <laughs> person that didn't say anything right. <laughs> Our host, wow. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Tequila. Thank you. <laughs> you may you may get a lot of misstatements on this side of things, but um, yeah, I mean, so but I think I think everyone's kind of you know on point as far as that issue. I think it would be great to hear Ron's perspective. Ron, you're always welcome on the show. Um, even if it's just for five minutes while you're trying to hide from your family. Um, we are an anti-family podcast here on the Racial Draft. Um, and, of course, that brings us to the second pick. Oh, wait, sorry. Before before that, I need to, you know, do all the, the pageantry. Uh, as far as the approval rating, it was the, – the approval rating there was – 88.9%. That would be 61.1% strongly approve, 27.8% somewhat approve, 5.6% somewhat disapprove, and 5.6% somewhat disapprove. I'm mean, sorry, strongly disapprove. You know, and um, so yeah. And I'll pe- be honest, mm-hmm. I think that was the only that was the only team in which I actually truly approved. <laughs> their, um, their wow. <laughs> The bias, the bias. <laughs> and as always, even though, even though we should all know his origin, I may as well read from the wiki. As a result of a radioactive spider bite, high school student Peter Parker developed powers and special abilities similar to that of a spider. After Peter's selfishness indirectly resulted in the death of his beloved Uncle Ben, Peter decided to live up to the motto that with great power, there must also come great responsibility and thus became the superhero known as Spider-Man. There you go. Everybody knows the origin. And, uh... Spider. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to our next pick from the multiracial delegation. Hey, hey, uh, anybody want to do a drum roll? No. <laughs> no, no, are you sure? I'm just no. checking. <laughs> Wonder Woman was chosen by the multiracial delegation. And I believe according to Shep, I believe according to Shep, uh, she is going to be black and Mexican. But uh, Shep also didn't submit a backstory. However, from the wiki. Did he need one? (laughs) Did he need one? (laughs) I mean, backstories are always welcome. Points. (laughs) Wonder Woman is the Princess Diana, the daughter of Hippolyta. Queen of the Amazons, and Zeus, the mightiest of the gods of Olympus. Diana volunteered to leave behind her home of Themyscira and champion of the Amazons' message of, sorry, and champion the Amazons' message of peace, fighting for justice and equality in man's world. She's a founding member of the Justice League. Um, as Kia continually mentions, she will be scoring quite a bit of points. Um, she has a big movie that's out right now, so she won't be scoring points for a movie. But she has a bunch of books. Not that she should. Uh, <laughs> shade. <laughs> um, 
yeah, you know, she she was I think the top scorer uh, in the fantasy comics league during our scoring period last year. Um, it was Batman, actually. It was. I think it's it was always Batman. Batman. Actually, no. Batman had a few weeks where he was not the top scorer. Yeah, I know for the entire year, Batman was up there. But I think during our eight-week period, I think mm. Wonder Woman was still up on top. Oh. You know, That's she right. had a couple. She had a couple. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, shout out to shout out to the commenters on Twitter, including uh, Immortal Beloved, who said, "Sweet tits." Wonder what race she'll be, you know? <laughs> and that's Mike's uh, 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 Twitter page. Before you read them out. What did you say? I see you didn't vet any of the comments before you just, you just like read them. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you don't have to vet a comment. You just have to, uh, you know. Let the people let the people's voice be heard. Eighties themed. Speaking of not vetting the comments, the third pick. The third oh, pick. We really, really didn't talk oh, wait, about. What was the approval rating? I said the approval rating. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, oh. I'll say it again though. I'll say it again. Oh, sorry, I was too busy gloating. <laughs> Did you hear about team? No, and this is the thing, because uh, this is one of something I want to talk about. Uh, Michael, you said she's got a lot of books. She doesn't actually have a lot of appearances in March at all. Mm. Like out of the thirty-nine like, I, books I, that they're going to come out with, she's only going to show up in three of them: Infinite I, I Frontier, really... the One Shot, which also has a, like a bunch of other people, her Digital First series, and her Solo series. So she's showing up in less stuff now than she was last season, because she's no longer in Justice League. She's right. no longer in Justice League Dark. That's not starting up in March either. Mm. So she's not going to be. But she's got a second. Could, no, but she's got a second too. digital book that she's that she's launching. Right. She, no, it's she just Sensational me. Wonder Woman and then her Wonder Woman series. Is that's it? Right. Yeah. It's just so they're stage. ending. So they're ending her current digital first book, which is Wonder Woman: Agent of Peace. Yeah, there's no solicitation for it in March at all. So it's just Infinite Frontier, Sensational Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman. So it's, it's just over the course of it's over the course of what eight weeks that we do the the actual scoring part. Yes. Yeah. So that's only for the month of March. So right. yeah. for yeah. half of it, she's only going to show up three times. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, we yeah. we'll we'll see how that plays out. You know, yeah, that does bode Martin, well for Martin's just trying to put her down because he didn't get on her team, but he actually <laughs> he did he did block a team so they didn't get her. So I'm just saying, like at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's still. And you got and you guys are right. I did not, I did not read the approval rating. I I see that now. The approval rating for Wonder Woman was eighty, was eighty six point six percent, um, eighty six with rounding eighty six point six. There was no, there was sixty six point seven percent strongly approve, nineteen percent somewhat approve, zero percent somewhat disapprove, and fourteen point three percent. Strongly disapprove. Was that oh, all? Is that all from the Latinx delegation, Martin? No, it could have also been I from can't, the Jewish delegation. Like, <laughs> or deny that. All right, all right. Well, I think you know this. I thought she was a great pick for the multiracial delegation in season one, and uh, I think she'll be a great pick for the multiracial delegation in season two. And hopefully, at some point, we'll get a backstory for her. That would be great. <laughs> Martin, don't say shit. <laughs> don't say shit, Martin. Martin had a lot to say about backstories. No, I don't help with backstories. <laughs> I know. 
like Chef but said, that video like, get on. you to help him. And that made me laugh because you don't help with backstories at all. <laughs> so true. Let's right. let's talk about my phone when I read that. I was like, <laughs> you know me. Let's talk about the uh, black delegation's choice. Um, I for mm-hmm. one, I for one was hoping that the black delegation would make a run, um, a return run at the red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But shall not be named. But uh, they they went a different direction. They went with Dick. Um, black Dick. Black Dick. <laughs> Um, Mr. Grayson himself, a, AKA Nightwing, the former Robin, he of the sticks, and um, <laughs> Lord of the sticks. <laughs> he's 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 known for swinging his sticks, and he's known for having a nice ass. Um, that would be Dick Grayson. Let me go ahead and read from the wiki. Richard John Dick Grayson is the adopted son of Bruce Wayne, better known as the vigilante Batman. Trained by the Dark Knight himself, Grayson eventually became Batman's sidekick, the first Robin. After Grayson outgrew his role as Batman's sidekick, he graduated to the role of Nightwing, donning a new costume and later temporarily worked as Batman himself. However, after Secret Identity was exposed, Grayson worked undercover as a spy for Spiral, taking the code name Agent 37 before returning to his role as Nightwing once again. Uh, we're not going to talk about the whole Rick Grayson fiasco, but uh, that was a thing too. And uh, there you have it, Black Dick. The whole world. John. <laughs> so uh, tell us, tell us about Black Dick, Randy. Yeah, tell us all about it <laughs> in detail. Well, I mean, basically, you. I, I'm, I'm not really quite sure how it would differ too much from is his actual origin um i could just oh so he was born with the black dick (laughs) he didn't grow (laughs) well i mean i feel like his his, um the only thing that maybe could possibly um diverge is that maybe his parents wouldn't be romani because i don't really know if there are any like black romani people but no he's black he's black you already you claimed him he's black the flying graysons the flying graysons are black (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't really feel like you get diverged too much away from that and be like, oh, well, he's he's still reminded. Like, no, nope. he's black. Nope. <laughs> so, no, he's a so, black. So black. were they the black. first black trapeze artists, uh, or the only black trapeze artists? Like, what what are we? Ooh, where are we at? Probably right both. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually, black usually weighs you down go for <laughs> you i mean but but you don't really think of like black people doing kind of daredevil type stuff Can you imagine all that meat swinging in the air <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine it and i have imagined it thank you very much <laughs> i feel like i feel like that put a with a drag on the aerodynamics of but, you know <laughs> <laughs> oh we missed him by like five inches <laughs> of the swing okay so <laughs> is there a helicopter involved? Is this what we're talking about? Is there a hel- helicoptering? No, no, but I, I feel like he, he, he's, been, he's been like all kind of like athletic type of roles, like being Nightwing and being Robin, and um, he he does the trapeze artist thing. He's also been a stripper at some point. So I'm like, okay, why not? Why can't he be black? I mean, I feel like he's already sexualized enough. Why not? And also is like 
train by some of the best fighters in the world. So yes, cool. Let's... But I do have do have something to say though. Couple things, couple notes. One, Dick Grayson does become a cop. Ah, uh, uh, that's not good. <laughs> also, the angst of I don't want to be like you, Dad. You know, you want to be Batman, but I want to go my own way. That's that's, that's a little a little angsty, little, little not black. <laughs> this is true, but. What I will say is that a lot of black adoptees possibly mm-hmm. could, like, okay, you know, fair enough. They, now, they kind of wanted to assimilate into the world of like fitting in and stuff like that. So maybe they could, you know, kind of entwine that into his background as well. And one more thing, one more thing. Complexion wise, is he dark skinned or is he light skinned? Say he's light skin, he's red reggae, uh something something Gene Page or whatever. I, <clears throat> well, it, it's sort of difficult to say because I, I I would I would wanna be like, okay, well, he he everybody kind of looks at him like, oh, he's the, the pretty boy or whatever. But Wait, I, dark skinned people can't be pretty boys? No, but th- that's that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Like as much as I as much as I wanna kind of give the impression of like somebody looking at him and kind of uh, thinking of him in terms of being a pretty boy. I know that dark skinned people don't usually kind of get that favor. They don't really get that sort of like, you know. The guy that played Luke Cage gets that all day. (laughs) (laughs) But but even even somebody who is like um, like like a a Mr. Terrific or John Stewart or, or, or Black Lightning or whoever, like we've seen them be depicted before as like really handsome black guys, but they yeah. don't really get. I don't know. They don't really get the the kind of attention that Nightwing usually gets. It's like being really attractive. Oh, he's really attractive. Anytime you talk about like really attractive DC heroes, you don't really hear them come up first in conversations. That's fair. I mean, I think that sometimes, obviously, with the stereotypes of light skin versus dark skinned, you know, there's often a um, an association with softness um, right. that's associated with being light skinned. Um, well, he could be Idris Elba, and you know, he'll be definitely seen as all that. <laughs> yeah, but Idris Elba is, you know, he's like in his 40s. Dick Grayson's right. a younger man, you know. I like he your does, I like cares. your casting though. I, I you know, Kia. <laughs> Kia Casta, Reggie Jean Page, um, who can be seen now in Bridgerton. Um, oh my God, he was actually like, and he also could be seen for the people. I think that only had like one season, but I watched it and he was a really hot lawyer there, but now I really like him because he was over there swinging his dick in Bridgerton. Oh. Oh, so there you go. They're swinging dick. Yeah, he was, um, oh, he was giving the dick everywhere. He was like, oh, I'm a duke. This is what I do. Teaching girls about the dick. And, you know, that's another direction that you could go with the Flying Graysons. The Flying Graysons could be, you know, not from America, right? They could be, you know, uh, so Reggie Jean Page is British Zimbabwean. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if if they're international uh, trapeze artists, maybe the fact that they are from, you know, not from the U.S. might kind of animate their, why they're, you know, carnies, if you will. And you yeah, know exactly, and, and that's what I, I was trying. I was like, okay, well, I don't really know anything about 
regarding, you know, that, that kind of culture of like being a, a traveling performer. I don't really know about reminding people. So I didn't want to try to play too much into too many like harmful stereotypes. Yeah, of course. So this is like, you know, I, I would prefer to just kind of leave it up to the imagination of people who are like, you know, better informed on that rather than try to, you know, hazard a guess. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I could see. Go for it. Yeah, I could see him being, you know, um, a sort of African uh, immigrant. Therefore, when he's orphaned, it really does seem more believable yeah. that the Waynes would, would well, uh, what's it, Diaz, Bruno Diaz, would, yeah. would take him in. And, you know, he's – and if he does have the same complexion as Regé Jean Page, you know, people would, would, wouldn't necessarily see – you know, uh, Puerto Rican and a light-skinned black dude together, they would think they could still be related. <laughs> um, so, all right, okay, well, fine. You've 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 won. You've you've convinced me that black dick is is worth considering. I uh, just smacked him upside the head with the black dick, and now he accepts it. <laughs> but um. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, and and as as we know, as far as FCL is concerned, he's going to get a lot of appearances. There's going to be a lot of black dick sightings, um, or rather regular dick sightings. But you May know, the Lord and... smite me with that, and I never recover. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, you know, he's if not the most popular Robin, he's one of the most popular Robins. He's got a new series. Who's writing that series? Is it Tom Taylor? Who's writing yeah. the new series? Tom Taylor's I writing his new series, I believe. Yeah, so, uh, I mean... Yeah, Sean got all excited about it last week. <laughs> yeah, Tom Taylor's yeah. a great writer, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I suppose we can dive into the approval rating for that. The approval rating for Black Dick is uh, understandably high. Um, 80, <laughs> 82.5%. Approval with a 62.5, strongly approved, 20%, somewhat approved, 5%, somewhat disapproved, and 12.5% strongly disapproved. I, I can't believe that, it. That, I, I, that, that, that disapproval rating is like, it's higher than the percentage of black people in America. So that is just, it's anti-black, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to say that I disapproved. You disapproved of of yeah, no. why would she wants to say? But Rand, but Randy knows why. Yeah. No, what? <laughs> no, I don't. What? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but I'm gonna play along. Randy well, knows why. <laughs> well, the comments on Twitter, comments on Twitter were a lot of a lot of dick jokes. So enjoy enjoy the dick jokes. As expected. Of course. Yeah. And that brings us. Wait, sorry. Do you guys have any additional thoughts about uh, about Dick Grayson for the Black delegation? Do you really think is this round three, right? So this is the third round. Do yeah. you think that? Do you feel as though he was a real good pick for round three, or could there have been a better pick for round three? Um, I I don't have access to FCL points. But he was a pretty strong FCL scorer, and I think he's, you know, he's 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 gonna show up in a lot of books. He's also gonna show up in the Titans books. He's got four books, according yeah. to. He's gonna be in Teen Titans Academy. 
Mm-hmm. He's going to be in his own solo series. He's yep. going to make appearances in Batman. And he's also going to show up in Infinite Frontier, I believe. Oh, wait. And he's also going to be in that one first Justice League book. So that's going to be five appearances, at least in the month of March alone. Right. Not to mention maybe Detective Comics and, you know, yeah. the Batman digital first books, yeah. you know, pops up and those kind Anything of like things. Anything like any Batman related stuff, he could just show up. But it's at least those like five guaranteed. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, frankly, we, we picked him because he just like, he just kind of had his grand reemergence as Nightwing. So like, you know, people have been really, really invested in him as a character. And so now that he's like back as being not Rick Grayson, mm-hmm. everybody's really happy to kind of, in, in, they, they're leaning into having him appear more. So right. I kind of figured even before they announced this stuff, yeah, we're going to probably end up seeing him more often. And one more thing. Do you guys know when the next season of Titans is coming back? Not until late 2021. Like okay. mid to late That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Gosh, he beat me too. Okay, so he, so he won't be scoring any points in the Titans. <laughs> no, I looked that up because he was – we had like a nine-person like list of top nine. He was number four. So we had to, I had to look up to see, all right, when's Titans coming back? Oh, not until much later. Well, shit. <laughs> all right he's still in there though all right yeah that who brings us on your list martin everyone that went before us <laughs> nice nice well played so the fourth pick the fourth pick of round three w- another stellar pick for the polynesian delegation i must say uh tony stark who was I believe Tony Stark was he not a first round pick in season second. one second round pick so in right. season so so in season two he's a second I mean season yeah he's a second third round pick in season two gotta yeah. not transpose those numbers um, Tony Stark Iron Man uh, let's go to the Iron Man wiki and let's see what what they're saying about him. Anthony Edward Stark, also known by his name as Tony Stark, is a superhero and Avenger from Earth 616. After suffering a severe heart injury and being kidnapped, was forced to build a devastating weapon for his kidnappers. He instead created a suit of power armor to save his life and help protect the world as Iron Man. And um, I think he should be cast by Tomati himself. Like I feel like this is Iron Man and Tomati are like one and the same. You know. <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad at that, but uh, Tomati actually did have a backstory for him, and I suppose I'll jump into the new backstory right now. Uh, oh, damn it. Tomati sent me a pronunciation guide, and I forgot oh, to listen to it. don't do it. I like it when you mess it up. <laughs> I am going to try to listen. Part of it, he, he keeps on saying Kia Orta something, something, something. Like, why does he keep saying my name? He's let's, talking shit about me every single time he says Kia. Let's see if I can find a pronunciation guide to help me not make a fool out of myself. Oh, you're going to still mess it up. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Look at him pretending to find it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> now he's going to still fucking all that. Yeah, pretty much. Because, uh, like I said... He, he, he didn't send me uh, phonetic notes. He actually just sent me his voice saying it, which 
<laughs> to soothe you. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my own way. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, Tomati. Beautiful. I can't wait. <laughs> so our buddy Tomati from the Polynesian delegation gave us a backstory. We are ocean people. We are comrades. Anyone now who is native is fighting back and it's an insurgency. The whole ocean area needs to be liberated. How Nani contrast. Tony Stark is a descendant of industrious Jansen Stark, who, found, who funded the overthrow of the Hawaiian monarchy in 1893. Jansen Stark married a Hawaiian alai by the name of Malula Kalakua. This makes Tony Kanaka Maoli, true native people of Hawaii. Over five generations, the Stark family built their wealth on land investments, owning much of Hawaii, science and military tech for the U.S. They're one of the richest families in the world. Tony Stark, a genius, inherited the family business. He seeded the most advanced military tech all over the world. His life changed when the testing of new military weapons on the island of Kaloahe went disastrously. Tony was caught in the blast, which knocked him into a coma, a piece of shrapnel lodged in his heart. During his coma, his ancestor Maluha uh, visited him and told him to take the path of Ie, independence, and Kuliana, responsibility to his people. When he awoke, he had changed. He developed tech to keep the shrapnel from his heart. He returned the lands of Hawaii back to Kanaka, provided health, education, and employment. This eased the crippling homelessness problems for Kanaka and the kingdom. He developed the Kanaka Homecoming Fund. This was to reach out to the Hawaiian diaspora to provide homes and support to come back to Hawaii. Outside of Hawaii, he used his resources and tech to protect and unite the people of Polynesia. His greatest tech masterpiece was the creation of the Iron Man suit, developed to defend, protect, and keep the peace. He wanted to build a team to protect and prevent future th threats. He monitored superpower people in Antaroa, fighting and beating giants. These were potential allies. He set on his new path to defend and protect the world. Tony Kalaua, peace. Dark. Iron Man. Oh, so. beautiful. Wait, real quick though. So, is he saying that Tony Stark was Hawaiian? Mm -hmm. Hawaiian man. Hawaiian, Hawaiian Wait, man. Is, are Hawaiians Polynesian? <laughs> Hawaiian <laughs> man. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm they are. I'm kind of confused. I, I would like, say, Native Hawaiians? I, I would say the only thing the, the only thing that I will say that kind of feels out of uh, out of place is is Tony like being a good guy and like trying to defend the people and all this other stuff. Yeah, like, like did he just of... try to make it Polynesian by saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, he defended those people." Um, I mean, because I, I kind of feel like um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to object, but I might have better, to. Better like, for... I don't know. Like, is don't, there something? Are Hawaiians Polynesians? Is this is this a thing? Did I not know this? This is a fun well, fact. Well, well Hawaiian Polynesian, but but the thing is, I don't really. I feel like it almost kind of um, he he he. I don't know. I guess his his version of Iron Man is like more morally good than the Iron Man that I'm used right, to. Right, right. So but it kind of threw me off. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I think I think you can only stretch the characterization so far you know i think he's still gonna have to be tony you know <laughs> didn't he just kind of take over a whole nother people i'm really confused about this nobody is answering my question no we said or... we said native hawaiians are polynesian yes yeah 
Hawaii is the northernmost island group in Polynesia and can be rightfully referred to as a Polynesia. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he Googled that. Okay. Or maybe he knew that because he does speak four languages. <laughs> Amati, shout out. Yeah, he, he's What's not, up? He, he's, not, he's not like just a white guy who was born in Hawaii. He's no, like, no, no. He is Polynesian. Yeah. Yes, right. exactly. He is, he is actually native Hawaiian. But I think I think okay. just being right. I think just being native Hawaiian doesn't mean that he can't still be the asshole Tony Stark that we all know and love. You know? I mean, like, yeah, I know a lot of Hawaiians that are assholes, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> I mean I'm an asshole too. I live in paradise, yeah. you don't listen, this is this is just Tony Stark's PR team, you know, <laughs> touting touting all the good Tomati just works for Tony Stark PR. But I would I think that all the women that he's like that, that he you know smashed and disrespected all along the way might have other stories. You know, might have they might feel different. How does he get along with the heavy military presence down there in Hawaii? Well, that's where he's providing his weapons. Um, you see, that's how his family got all that money. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Maybe he's not quite the good guy I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Listen, it works <laughs> down there. It works. It works, you know. And you, couldn't you imagine this Stark, Stark having a really nice house out in Hawaii? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm definitely here. Now, what I'm not here for, if I'm being honest, uh, Tomati gave us a fan casting. And I'm, I'm giving the thumbs down on the fan casting. Um, uh, MMA fighter uh, Kendall Grove who is, as that, I understand that it, makes no sense. not a trained actor. Um, but that also makes no sense. Like, the Tony Stark he was writing about is, like, a good guy. And then you pick an MMA fighter? Yeah, Tony Stark can't fight. This guy doesn't even have a beard. This guy doesn't even have a beard. I tried to Google Kendall Grove beard, and I and it got no responses. <laughs> Kendall Grove, like, you, you can't even... You got, if you you gotta do a fan cast of someone who can grow the Tony Stark facial hair, so thumbs down on that. I he's eh, I'm 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 googling some images and eh. exactly exactly that's how I felt. Do better, Tom T, on this fan casting. Take lessons from our team on the fan casting. But. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure if I googled Hawaiian Tony Stark, I'd get a lot of Hawaiian dudes. I get. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Hawaiian. He's not Hawaiian, Kira. Uh, I know you would get a uh, what's his name, the other guy, who played uh, Aquaman. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh no. <laughs> That's not, true. Oh no, not Jason Momoa as Tony Stark, dude. <laughs> that is the worst. Oh man, but you know what I didn't say? I didn't say the approval rating, and the results could surprise you. Um, the approval rating here was eighty-three point four percent. That's forty-one point seven strongly approve. 41.7 somewhat approve, 0% somewhat disapprove, and 16.7 strongly disapprove. Um, that's kind of high on a strongly disapprove, I gotta say. I would have thought. I think I was the first one to say strongly disapprove. 
Wow. <laughs> You're right out there. You're just, just being a hater, Kia. I mean, mm-hmm. between between Iron Man, Thor, and Storm. Um, what, very, was what was that one? Storm. <laughs> <laughs> very, very strong picks for the Polynesian. I know. The Polynesian team came to play. They came to play. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I respect it. I respect when a delegation that finished last place, that's right, last place. And, Keep on saying, say one more time. Say one more time. Last place in season one decides, you know, I don't have to be a last place uh, delegation. I, I can come to play, and, you know, and hopefully. And bring the, the stories. And hopefully and the delegation that finishes last place this time out, who might that be? Um, will we'll, 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 can we'll I, bring, can I predict it? We'll, we'll bring, we'll the, bring the drama. Team. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, look at Martin's face. He's like, "Don't do it to yourself." <laughs> you heard that, Adam? I think you're gonna be in last place. What's up? <laughs> so I think it's gonna be interesting to have uh, to have uh, Hawaiian to have Hawaiian Tony Stark, you know, uh, interacting with Korean uh, with Korean Peter Parker. That that ought to be interesting. Hmm. I do believe there are a lot of Koreans in Hawaii. Are there? Fair amount. Fair amount. Hmm. That brings us to the fifth pick. The Latinx delegation. Staying uh. staying in Gotham. <laughs> staying in Gotham. Crafting <laughs> Catwoman in the Boo. third round. Selena Kyle. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Martine, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, tell the story. Okay. Uh, well, last first first round, Kia picked Catwoman, so I decided to pick Batwoman. The end. <laughs> uh, so go ahead, continue. <laughs> it's not all about you, Kia. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's trying to say, but he pretty much wants my whole team. Just saying. Actually, quickly before you tell the backstory, just give us a little bit of your thought process, you know, behind the pick. Okay, so uh, much like with a lot of the other things, I've I've already looked at what's coming out in March. Uh-huh. So like I know, and like I know, like she on average is like about six points in appearance, uh-huh. more or less. So she's showing up in Infinite Frontier again, Batman, Catwoman, Catwoman, and Batman. At least like those four like guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And who knows about any of the other stuff. So if we just use those four and use her, apply that six-point average, like give that to every single appearance, she's probably going to get like at least 24 or so points, which would yeah. still probably yeah. be more than one woman. Um, <laughs> oh, shots. <laughs> shots fired. I mean, like, hey. Don't make I, me, hey, 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 Martin, don't make me come back for season three. Don't make me come back. <laughs> I retired to help you out. Don't make me come back. <laughs> it will be a showdown to remember. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And little, you know, little known fact to, to the listeners, um, Catwoman is Latinx in terms yeah. of her actual mm-hmm. um, background. So you're not necessarily pulling her away as much as you're just reinforcing yeah. What's already what's already been proven? Yeah, like we only got like a few good ones in DC. You know, we might as well take <laughs> one of them. So wait, why didn't you pick her last season? 
I mean, she was like what my sixth round pick. Well, I think Martin. I think it? Martin. I think Martin got involved a little bit later in the in the. In the no, don't, don't, I, no, no. I'm asking Martin. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no, no. Like Michael said, I didn't really start getting involved until like week five or six. I, I think it was my four, first but I, I don't know. I wasn't counting or anything. <laughs> hmm? I think it was no, four, uh, but I wasn't counting or anything. No, I didn't like get like involved with the picking until week six because that was um, just Sam. Mm. Uh, I, I, will, I will say that I I every time like she's not like an early round pick, uh-huh. it would be kind of surprising to me. Like just because of her adjacent, like she's really really adjacent to Batman. Yes. So, like it would be really like if you don't get Batman, she would be one of the first people that you would kind of think, oh yeah, maybe I can get her. She still would have a good number of appearances. And as and you I, and as we know. Like, with bad privilege, you know, she was able to take out three flashes on her own. <laughs> exactly. So I got a real question though. If uh, Wonder Woman had still been still been there, you probably you would have picked Wonder Woman over Catwoman. That's what I feel. I mean, truth be told, yes, he would have. Look at his face. Look at Martin's face. He's like, uh, uh. Truth be told, they were both on my list. Mm-hmm. Like, like both of them, Wonder Woman and Catwoman. So I was like, okay, well. If only no. you hadn't taken Krakoa. <laughs> Showed up for Black Panther. Showed up and picked different set of Black Panther. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me go ahead and read from the wiki. From the wiki, Selena Kyle, also known as Catwoman, is a jewel thief from Gotham City and one of Batman's major girlfriends. Currently portrayed as an orphan who learned to survive on Gotham streets, Selena took the thievery to survive but determined to do it in style. She learned martial arts and trained extensively to perfect her skills in cat burglary. Her criminal activities are often tempered by a reluctant altruism, making her an inconsistent villain and occasional ally to Batman. She regularly eludes captor by the, black, by the Dark Knight and maintains a complicated adversarial relationship with Batman that frequently turns flirtatious and occasionally legitimately romantic. However, <clears throat> New backstory remix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the new Selena, uh, now Calderon, uh, she and her si- younger sister Magdalena, you know, Maggie, they were from Cuba and uh, they Ooh. were orphaned already, like in 1980. Mm-hmm. And there was this event, there was like this little thing that happened called the Marielle boat lift. Mm-hmm. So, like, for a few months in 1980, like about a hundred or so thousand Cubans left because like it was basically like uh, the government was just like, fine, you want to leave? Leave. So they just started mm-hmm. allowing them to leave, but also sending some of the more undesirables as well mm-hmm. to get rid of those. I don't, and, know if you, uh, I don't know if you all have seen so the movie Selena, Scarface, yeah. but uh, that was depicted in the movie Scarface. Mm-hmm. But go on, sorry. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. original? Oh, okay, just double check it. <laughs> no, it was an actual. It was a event. real thing yeah. that happened. Yeah. I'm using real life history. That's exactly what I was uh, saying. Not original. <laughs> anyhow, go on, Martine. Yeah. So, believing that Cuba might not be the best place for her and her younger sister, she like sneaks them both onto the onto the boat on a boat lift to try to blending in with another family to try to get over to the United States. And they got there. They became refugees. And Again, another thing that actually happened in 1980, like there were riots 
in like Miami, like in that area. So she was just like, oh, this place isn't safe either. Let's keep going. And so they kept heading north. And then she relied purely on like pickpocketing, shoplifting and all the other kind of like minor thefts to try to provide for her and her sister. And gotcha. then, uh, and after like uh, like a few years go by because they're then they finally get to Gotham. And very much like I said, like if it wasn't for Maggie saying, let's stay put for a while, Selena like took one look around and it's just like, oh, fuck, no. Crap too. <laughs> what, wait, wait, so all of a sudden Selena's all snobby about Gotham? What the hell? <laughs> well, how dangerous is this for two orphan girls in the streets? I mean, fair two, point. like, of two. I mean, but she, but she was, she hitchhiked her way from Miami all the way up to Gotham. That was yeah. Probably... Like she's not gonna stop somewhere else that there's like a murder like every few feet or something. Like, bro, I, I could have just stayed back in Miami. What did I come up here? To I could have stayed in Cuba for this shit. <laughs> all right, fair, um, fair, fair, like, fair point. So they they finally <laughs> stuck around, and for whatever reason, like they both started getting attached to Gotham. So they both decided to stay put there. And then, you know, they, she started kind of like homeschooling her little sister, trying to do the whole GED thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Because since they're living on the streets, they, they, going to school will probably not be like the best thing because they, they won't be able to do as much as other students, like parent signatures or whatever. So she just started like also doing the GED to try to get education for both of them mm -hmm. while still maintaining this whole shoplifting, petty, like, pickpocketing, right. eventually graduating to full-on, like, cat burglary, you know, mm -hmm. going in into, like, houses or, like, businesses and just, like, stealing as much. It's much, it's a much more lucrative kind sure. of business plan. Of course. Than, uh, and then, and, uh, I, and my guess is, like, like the Catwoman of the comics, she picks up, you know, fighting skills along the way. Exactly, because because whatever she can learn to make herself a better like cat burglar is she's gonna learn to because like she's got a little sister to look after she's right. not gonna take any chances you know gotcha. so uh, like this continues on for years and years and eventually she becomes an, an adult and she saved enough money to finally be able to afford a place for her and now her teenage sister and she just continues to do it both to provide for them and also because she kind of likes it and she's sure. kind of good at it. I mean, she's good like, at it, yeah. Yeah, like, so she's going to keep on doing that. And then she does eventually run into a young Bruno when he's, like, on his first, like... Right, early mission. Early mm. mission. And he tries to stop her, fails, and he fails to do it, right? So, and uh, she also, like, around the same time, coincidentally, like, that he becomes Batman, like, a much more official kind of costume, she decides to become, like... Cat woman because mm -hmm. cat burglar and shit like that. Right. And then eventually, right. you know, they cross paths multiple times, like very much like their real life mm -hmm. comical counterparts. And then they enter into a on again, off again relationship. And, and you know, and this and this version is bilingual, you know, because they're both they both yeah. speak Spanish. So there's a little bit of an extra flirtation there. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I'm here for so, it. I, I do wonder if it's going to, when they fight, if it's going to stay in English or if it's going to go into Spanish. I mean, you control both delegation. I mean, you control both characters in your I delegation. Think... So you can definitely script out a whole, like, <laughs> two language. Yeah, a whole telenovela scene. You might want to work that out. 
Yeah. So that's <laughs> better be a telenovela. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh that's now our Selena. Gotcha. And you know, and you and you and you came with the fan casting. Yeah. That is uh infinitely better than the Polynesian fan casting. So let's go <clears throat> ahead and uh and let and lay lay it on the people. Yeah. So we decided to go with Eva Mendez. Nice. Uh, some of you may be familiar with her from movies like Who? the first Ghost Rider movie, Hitch. Um, Eva Mendez. Hitch. I'm, I'm not Who? as familiar with her as I would like to be. <laughs> wasn't there goes that black dick. <laughs> wasn't she in one of the Fast movies, or am I? Uh, she was in Fat Too Fast Too Furious. Yeah, she was in that one. Uh, she was, she in was in Hitch. Out of time. She she was in she Out was in of Hitch, Time yeah. with, uh, so with she the, was, uh, the love interest of Will Smith in the movie Hitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know she was dating Ryan Gosling. She's yeah, and then they have Ryan two Gosling. daughters. They have two daughters. Uh, she kind of took a break from acting to help raise them, but a couple months ago she said, now that they're older, she's gonna go back to acting. Nice. Yeah, because she's yeah. hot. Yeah, she is. She is. Yes, she yeah. is. So, so uh, crazy. I used to look like her. It was crazy. <laughs> cool kid. Cool, Kia. Cool story, right? Cool story, man. <laughs> so, so that's three. That is three for three for the Gotham, the Gotham world. The Gotham world starting to get a very, very distinct uh, flavor to it, if if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, flavor is that, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Now we just need like I don't know like. Sazon City. <laughs> yeah, he, they they have Harley, they have Catwoman. Yeah, you just need the Joker now. Or like a former Robin, you know, maybe like one that's a little hot-headed. Mm. Exactly. You hear that, people? <laughs> so I'll go ahead and say the approval rating on this one. That was uh, you guys, eighty-nine point three percent approval, seventy-five percent strongly approve, fourteen point three somewhat approve, seven one, seven point one percent somewhat disapprove, and three point six percent strongly disapprove. Straight up haters. Straight up haters (laughs) in the disapproval camp. How could you disapprove? Oh, I I did. I I hardcore disapproved. Some of the pictures, some of the pictures that I was able to find of Catwoman. Uh, were were just delectable. So, like, how could you how could you disapprove? How'd you disapprove of of a, of a Catwoman that hot? I mean, how how could you how could you disapprove of comic book canon? Like it it's in the canon. They didn't really have to add a whole heck of a lot to her actual. Story. I mean, you're you're right. Really easy. But you I mean, know, the power of white supremacy is very strong. You know. Yes, it is. And the desire to whitewash is is uh is just right there, you know. It and we'll we'll return to that later. We'll return to that later. Um, true. Actually, I would have liked to see Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Black. I what? mean, she 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 came very close to being black. I was gonna. Oh yeah, try you, to I like... think you say that all the time, Randy. Yeah. It was so close, but just didn't make it. And like, you know. <laughs> I, if if I had gotten a chance to cast her, I would have. But you did. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you, I, I mean, you could have drafted Krakoa <laughs> in the fifth round. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, actually, probably in the twelfth, and it still would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
mean, you you can't be like you didn't have the chance. You just be like, mm -hmm. I I use I use the chance on on Black Panther. I mean, in a way, I use the chance on Black Panther. <laughs> Well, you didn't really use it. We know what happened there. We don't have to make a lot of mistakes. But had I taken the chance to draft her, I'll put it that way, I also I would have been like probably just find a, a nicer a nicer backstory for uh, Patience Phillips. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> that is a that is a non canon character if you if we, you know. Speaking of non-canon, let's uh, talk about uh, the Native American delegation. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is canon. Uh, the Native American delegation, uh, they they like to, how, how do you say, go their own way, right, Kia? They, they, you know, the the delegates. Are you talking about my life? What? Uh, the delegate, the, the delegate, you know, is a is a is a man who goes his own way, and um, he. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they like yeah. to go their own way. So they they okay. chose they, they it was a very complicated pick this time out, and this is where I have to sort of stand in my position as a commissioner. Uh, we here at the racial draft take the drafting very seriously, and it's really important that you draft a character that exists in the comics. But occasionally, <laughs> someone chooses to draft a character that's so far askew from a character that um appears in the comics that it has to be decanonized and this is what happened here um the sixth pick from the native american delegation was deathlock now you might ask yourself deathlock i've heard of deathlock deathlock is you a... may ask yourself <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in I'll go ahead and jump in with the, the wiki. Uh, Deathlock is a fictional cyborg published by Marshall, Marvel Comics. He first appeared in Astonishing Tales 25 in August 1974 and was created by Rich Buckler and Doug Mensch. At least three subsequent Marvel characters have used a Deathlock identity since then. Also, if I may say a little bit more about Deathlock, uh, according to the Marvel wikis, there are there's Luther Manning, there's Deathlock Prime, there's Michael Collins, there's Henry Hayes, uh, there's uh, Mike Peterson from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's John Kelly, there's Jack Truman, Larry Young, uh, Henry Hayes, uh, Deathlock from Ultimate Universes, Deathlock Jason Todd from the Amalgam Universe, Mike Travers, Bucky Barnes, Emil Blonsky, Wade Wilson, uh, Steve Rogers even, Deathlocket, Death Squawk. Deathlocks, Deathborg, Starlock, John Garrett, and Deathlock Pool. Death has been quite secure <laughs> And yet, the Native American delegation drafted oh, no. none of them. <laughs> none of those characters were drafted by the Native American delegation. In fact, they drafted the concept of the Deathlock. <laughs> Because another thing about Deathlock is that Deathlock is essentially a cyborg zombie, which means that anyone could potentially be a Deathlock. So that's the direction that they chose to go with. Oh. The anyone can be a Deathlock, and they went ahead with a non-canon uh, Deathlock, who, Kia... You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's... When when we talk about points, Kia, uh, what does a non-canon character score? Oh, 
all my favorite zero points. Yes. And you may find yourself with zero points. <laughs> Once in a lifetime pick. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read the backstory very quickly. Uh, Timothy stands against after transferring his mind to a new body, flies away in the form of the vision, only to leave behind a body which still has his soul and continues to live. After arising out of the operation table, he wanders with no recollection as to who he is. S.H.I.E.L.D. finds the Mind Stone in Tim's makeshift lab. After sweeping the area, they leave, but find a man that resembles Dr. Timothy stands against, wandering the road. The organization puts him through a battery of tests, only to find that his ma mind is dead, but he still lives. They experiment on him, apply robotics and cybernetic weaponry on him, and inject his body with self-healing chemicals, toxic to a normal human, but he can't die. He becomes a general amongst the Deathlock Regiment. But considering the body of Timothy as a soul, it must find its mind to be one. For he knows he will be nothing but a mindless zombie, continuously following orders. Uh, he's, and, so he's one of the Deathlock, the mindless Deathlock army. The faceless, personalityless. And this is what's going to happen to the Native American delegation. They may ask themselves, how did I, how do I work this? And at, end, and at the end of the racial draft, they may ask themselves, well, how did I get here? <laughs> Real close. Yeah. All I know is y'all are done cracking on me for my choice of Krakoa. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take it no more. I, I from, we can make a song for you too. From, from one talking head to another. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the approval rating because far be it for me to go against the will of the people. <laughs> However, the will of the people say it's a 50% approval rating. That is 22.2% strongly approve, 27.8% somewhat approve, 22.2% somewhat disapprove, and 27.8% strongly disapprove. Right in the middle, people are divided as to whether Deathlock is a uh, good choice. Letting or not. the days go by, let the water hold you down. <laughs> <laughs> Same as it ever was, Kia. Fifty <laughs> percent of those people are dumb because I have not seen where Deathlock has shown up in the last few months. Like. Where, where that? Oh, matter of fact, where, so where there was Krakoa a death lock up in the last few months. No, that's not fair. Krakoa is in every X Men oh, book, but uh, like, no, but, but, but Krakoa is at least is at least like you could argue to say that like different aspects of Krakoa have shown up. But when we last seen Deathlock though, like, oh, I, yeah, I, that's so true. So in the in the most recent storyline, um, the Iron Man twenty twenty storyline, there mm -hmm. was there's a book called Force Works. And they right. went to an island where people got randomly turned into Deathlocks, um, and the yeah. team the team got turned into Deathlocks briefly. So the concept of Deathlock is still going to be out there, but uh, this particular Deathlock, non-canon Deathlock. Um, <laughs> but but isn't I mean like even even if you were to kind of give the 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 leeway to say that anybody who is recruited into the conceptual Deathlock program counts, how reliable is the appearance of Deathlock at all? That's my point. Mm. So it's like, probably, we, we, probably like once a year. 
probably but like like you get like even even if he does show up, like we have no possible way of charting that out because he does not get any like oh look, there's a title that is like starring Deathlock. Like we haven't had Deathlock really be relevant in a while. And I, I hate this like I mean, I don't hate it because it is kind of fun, but no, I mean, I think that no, so I so I know to the point of contention, I think a couple of years back, uh, there was an X Force book that starred uh, one of the Deathlocks, but again, one of the Deathlocks as opposed right, to as opposed that, to just a Deathlock concept, right? That's what I'm saying. Even even if you wanted to, even if you wanted to give the leeway to say, okay, anything that is Deathlock count as points for this. Which I definitely don't want to do, but go on. <laughs> but yeah, you you have no way of really predicting that. Like we haven't even had any indication that Deathlock is really going to play a wider, um, relevant role anywhere. To be like, oh yeah, I could potentially see him showing up again. So I agree. I mean, so in other I, words, what what in layman's terms, Randy is saying that the black delegation understands what the racial draft is all about, and yet the Native American team still does not. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do appreciate the fact that he's going so much into the story, but I do hope that he's considering more than just the. No, he's going his own way. Yes, yeah, is <laughs> definitely going his own way. Um, <laughs> speaking of not going your own way, but going a way that's a little controversial, this brings us Why? to the white delegation. <laughs> um. I think I think all of us have a stake in what happened uh, over the course of the last week. The crime that was committed uh, by the white white delegation could have stopped this, but they didn't. Um, As uh, as black people, as Latinx people, as mixed race people, we all saw our beloved Miles Morales get uh, scooped up by the white delegation, colonized, colonized, (laughs) and whitewashed. And um, yeah, actually, Martin, why did you pick Catwoman over Miles Morales? Because <laughs> Miles is only showing up in two things, and Catwoman's showing up in four. Oh, but you didn't feel as though that you should save Miles Morales. It, it's a little anti-black, just saying. <laughs> I mean, to defend Martin, you don't think you could have drafted Miles Morales instead of Nightwing? He's got a he's got a video game, he's got a movie that we all love into the Spider Verse, and it was all besmirched all besmirched by by the white delegation. But let me go ahead and read the wiki page. Gifted with powers from a spider bite, much like the original Spider-Man of the Ultimate Universe, and driven by the death of Spider-Man and Peter's legacy, Miles Morales suits up as the Ultimate Spider-Man. Now living in the same universe as Prime Marvel Universe's Spider-Man, he fights the good fight as Spider-Man and as a founding member of the Champions. Oh, Miles. Oh, Miles. But now you're, now you're white. Now he's miles away. Miles away. <laughs> so uh the people spoke oh the people spoke did they did speak <laughs> an approval rating of 23.5 percent that's still too high including <laughs> a strongly disapprove of 64.7 <laughs> um yeah 
8.8% of the population are racist because they strongly approve of this. Yeah. <laughs> All the yeah. white people. <laughs> yeah. 14.7 uh, somewhat approve, so they're somewhat racist. Um, <laughs> 11, 11.8% of people are like, I mean, that's a little too far. So they somewhat disapproved. And 64.7% are decent, uh, decent people who <laughs> understand the injustice that was done. And, yep. um, you know, like we had Wakanda Gate uh, last year, but uh, last season, this is uh, Morales Gate. And, um, you know, the white delegation is going to have to answer for it. So um, this would be the week that he did not show up on the show. Uh, of course, you know, we got our superpowers and he knew that the only way he can counter our superpowers was to take away one of our superpowered people. Um, speaking of which, uh, happy Wakwanza. Um, happy Wakwanza. Wakwanza forever. Um, but uh, yeah. And, and then, of course, uh, Sean decided, why not do a backstory? For Miles Morales, White Miles, White Miles. Sure, that's what I'm talking you guys are, about. You guys waiting for it? Ready for it? Double no. down. <laughs> Miles Morales was born into a powerful yet loving family. His mother, Rhea Morales, was a prominent politician who came from old Italian money. Old Italian. Well, actually, I kind of <laughs> love that. You know, like you know, Italians still have a, like a hint of black in them. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but at least like. Then, like, a, I mean, I, I kind of feel. Let's uh, go ahead, continue. Never mind. <laughs> His father, Jefferson, was a police captain. <laughs> Their stories intertwined long before Miles was born, with Jefferson becoming corrupted by Rhea's family and influence. He now functions as her eyes and ears in the force, protecting her investments from within a corrupt institution. Miles oh, only saw the best in his parents a mother who lifted her community, but only the right members of it and a father who protected it. As he grew older, he became more critical of the systems of law they worked in. This criticism was fostered by his uncle Aaron, who was pushed out of the family when he tried to open Miles' eyes to who his parents really were. After discovering his powers and bolstered by his father's agitated reports of figures like the Prowler, Miles decided to take up the mantle of Spider-Man to uplift and protect his community, like his parents before him. He keeps a secret close to the vest, Afraid of his father's disdain for superheroes and his mother's own anti-vigilante political stances, will Miles be able to pull his parents towards the light, or will he be corrupted alongside them? Now, I'm so sad. Now you may ask yourself, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what name is you know what main name is missing from this backstory? Peter Parker, because what's more white? Than not denying the uh, non-white person that was the hero before you. <laughs> he appropriated the Spider-Man persona. Like it was the first. Like he was the first. I'm I'm so sad. I really am. White Miles. White Miles. And and he provided a fan cast. Uh, David Hen David Henry from the Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, uh, that. <sighs> The Grand Wizards of Waverly Place, what no? Um, so uh, yeah, full whitewash. Oh, that is that is pain. Yeah. That is... I'll never I'll never watch in the Spider Verse the same way. 
Hmm. That scene, that scene that brings us all the tears when he's jumping off the building. It's a white guy now. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. they, they didn't remove whites up danger. The fact that his father White. is a police officer, like you could at least been like, okay, let's let's kind of like redo, let's kind of circumvent that. No, yeah, just just keep that in there. No, 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 no. He, he no, no, no. Okay. He went he went all in on the police officer. Let's you know he's like, I get it, I get it. My dad's a cop, <laughs> Brooklyn. White, a white Italian Brooklyn cop. So, uh, I get it. He probably oh, a lot of people. He probably thinks that is he. Pro- he probably calls Miles the N word because he doesn't know that he's he's white under there. <laughs> there you I'm, go. I'm so sad. There you have it. And he still wears the J's of quizzical because of course he does. Of course he does. Of course. <sighs> as 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 to be expected, there was a lot of uh, a lot of consternation from the blacks, from the black delegation, from black people on Twitter. Just oh, Martine, what was your, what did your what did your gift say? Que la chingada? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i get yeah, it and then carlos said like like what did he say <laughs> you're like you monster <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i had to you know i, I had to game recognized game so i had to to show like some of the uh jersey shore guys with their uh their gym tat gym tan laundry giving the fist pump you know because now because now miles is one of their own i honestly like the pick i really do i mean <laughs> it's 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 delightfully evil is what it is yeah i and you i know. love it i freaking love it stir the pot all day yeah, it just goes to show that Sean's you know when Sean's my person. <laughs> it, it just goes to show that when people want to, you know, when they want to say like the oh, so you want to you want to uh, race bend, you want to race bend one of our white characters. We'll we'll, have, we'll see how you like it when we when we whitewash one of your beloved characters. It doesn't feel so good. I guess it doesn't. But that just means that you guys <laughs> have to go a little harder with your race bending to make up for the loss of miles. Cause it, cause it, cause it hurts. Oh, I shall. It really hurts. I shall. All right. Oh yeah. Spite mode. Ooh, spite mode right now. What? Really? Oh, I can't wait for round four to see what the spite mode is. But that brings us to the sixth, sorry, the, the eighth pick in the round, uh, by the Jewish delegation. Um, who, who didn't really, I don't think they had a response to, no, they probably, they probably, I probably just missed their response to the Miles Morales pick. I'm sure. I'm sure that. I'm sure that they were against it as well. Um, the so they chose. They chose Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon. Did they do that last season? No, that was the white delegation who chose oh. Barbara Gordon. Oh, I think I think they said they wanted to, but then the white the white team got it. Yeah, yeah. So so I'll I'll, I'll go ahead. This one's got a little bit longer of a of a, of a backstory in Wikipedia. Um, Barbara 
Babs Gordon is a fictional character appearing in comic books published by DC Comics and related media. Created by Garner Fox and Carmen Infantino from 1967 to 1988, she was a superheroine Batgirl. From 1989 to November 2011, she had been known as Oracle. In Batgirl Volume 1, Volume 4, Number 1, she recovered from injuries and hit the streets as Batgirl once again. Introduced as the daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon, Barbara Gordon made her first comic book appearance in a story published in Detective Comics 359 entitled The Million Dollar Debut of Batgirl. As Batgirl, Bat Barbara Gordon has been described as one of the most popular characters to ever appear during the Silver Age of comic books and is regarded as a pop culture icon due to her appearances in the Batman television series of the late 1960s and continued media exposure. The Barbara Gordon version of Batgirl has been adapted into various media relating to the Batman franchise, including merchandise, television, and animation. During the early 1970s, the character was also used as an advocate for women's rights. Following the editorial retirement of the character's Batgirl persona in 1988, Alan Moore's graphic novel, Batman the Killing Joke, depicts the Joker shooting Gordon through the spinal cord in her civilian identity and leaving her a paraplegic. Although Gordon would no longer resume her role of, as Batgirl in subsequent stories, editor, editor Kim Yale and writer John Ostrander soon established the character as a computer expert and information broker code, sorry, an information broker codenamed Oracle, providing intelligence and computer hacking services to assist other superheroes. The character first appeared as Oracle in Suicide Squad 23 in January 1989. So as you can see, Batgirl is an extremely popular character. And uh, sorry, Barbara Gordon is an extremely popular character, both as Batgirl and as Oracle. And she's meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, I believe there were rumors that she had a movie that they were working on, but we don't know where that's uh, headed. Um, you know, I, I do believe that she's meant to co-star in the Dick Grayson. Uh, so she's going to be alongside Black Dick. Um, in the Nightwing series? Yeah. And then, yeah, the Nightwing series. Yeah. Um, you know, she's probably going to play... Uh, is, is this so the Batgirls book is that only for future state or is that meant to last beyond future state? I think it's only future state because there's no Batgirl yeah. book in March. Okay, I mean, it could start up again in April, but for March at least, there's no sign of a Batgirl solo book. Okay, and you know, my guess would be in Detective Comics, uh, she'll probably play a role in that too because that tends to be more of a Bat Family uh, style book. Yeah. So, you know, so Barbara Gordon, Barbara Gordon's out there. She's, you know, strong player. I think she was a pretty high. I think Sean said in, in the Bat family, she's one of the highest scorers. So mm -hmm. good, good pick for the Jewish delegation. Yeah. Let's see what the approval rating from the people are. 91.7%. Uh, uh, that is 50% strongly approved, 41.7% somewhat approved, 0% somewhat disapproved, and 8.3% strongly disapproved. How could you strongly disapprove of, of Jewish Batgirl? Hmm. Anti-Semitism. Easy. Anti-Semitism. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did say easy, Martin. I ain't scared. <laughs> and, I like uh, it, though. Yeah, I like it, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't. It, oh, what, what are your thoughts, Kia? I mean, I think they could do better. I mean, 
Perhaps. Batgirl's a strong pick. I think she'll be one of the top no. scorers in the Jewish delegation. No, you can't say perhaps and then say Ubudu's a strong pick. That's like saying they either can do better or they can't. No, you can be a strong pick and also can do better. No. <laughs> like Spider-Man was a strong pick, but, but Wonder Woman would have been a better pick. Debatable. <laughs> you said debatable. <laughs> and, and that brings us to the last pick of round three, which was selected via poll. Uh, let me break down the poll results first. Uh, the poll choices were Daredevil, Black Canary, Hank Pym, and Jean Grey. And the breakdown... Uh, 12.5% for Hank Pym, so he did not win. 25% for Black Canary, she did not win. 28.1% for my choice, Jean Grey. But the winner mm -hmm. with 34.4% of the vote, Matt Murdock, South Asian yep. Daredevil, is now was the official ninth pick of the round. I'll go mm -hmm. ahead and uh, read from the wiki for Daredevil. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Um... <laughs> When young Matt Murdock saved a blind pedestrian from a crashing truck, a radioactive isotope. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh -huh. Computer glitch. Computer glitch. Uh, a radioactive isotope spilled in from the vehicle. The substance blinded Matt, but he soon found that his other senses were amplified to superhuman levels. He also manifested a radar sense that allowed him to visualize his surroundings without relying on sight. As he grew up, Matt received training from the Ninja Master Stick. He later earned a law degree and opened an office with his friend Foggy Nelson, defending those unjustly accused of crimes. By night, he protects his home neighborhood of Hell's Kitchen from criminals and supervillains. Despite living through more personal tragedies than any man should be able to endure, Matt retains an optimistic, heroic outlook on life. Daredevil? Optimistic? Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, sort of. Per persistently, stubbornly existing. I don't really feel like... Do you like... think Daredevil ever had something <laughs> with Echo? <laughs> yeah, Daredevil and Echo, uh, they had a little thing, I think, briefly. Yeah. Uh, after Dare after Echo tried to after Echo tried to kill him. That he has kind of a thing for that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. Then he killed her with his. <laughs> <laughs> he, gave her, he gave her the Billy Club. Um, but uh, you know, he's 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 got a reputation. But yeah, South Asian Daredevil. We we have not gotten a backstory from from um, Arjun, and you know we're disappointed about that. But hopefully the backstory will come. Mm -hmm. um, the the people. Like I the people gave it a 90% approval rating, 60% uh, strongly approve, 30% somewhat disapprove, and 10%, no, sorry, 30% somewhat approve, and 10% somewhat disapprove, and 0% strongly disapprove. So most what? people. Well, I didn't vote on that one. Yeah. So uh, people, are, people are a fan of Daredevil in South Asian. Um, That's interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the round. That's the third round. 
uh, obviously there is a certain amount of bias involved and I'm not going to, you know, uh, putting aside you guys' picks. What were some of your favorite picks of the round? Um, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Nightwing. Okay. Hmm. Uh, what about you, Randy? Well, I feel like Wonder Woman is, you know, I, I couldn't have really uh, blamed oh, yeah, them for Wonder Sure. Get on your knees. <laughs> and then um, Catwoman, of course, I thought was a really good fit. And um, a little fishy here. <laughs> and Deathlock just kind of gave me a good laugh. So <laughs> wow, I, I kind of favored that one as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously Wonder Woman was one of my faves. Uh, I really liked uh, Peter Parker for the Asian delegation. I mm-hmm. really liked Iron Man for the Polynesian delegation. And, um, yeah, Catwoman, of course. You know, I, I'm still I'm still a little skeptical of, of Black Dick. But, um, you know, it'll it'll grow on me, I'm sure. Don't knock it too much. <laughs> oh, well, my favorite was... What was your favorite, favorite Kia? Miles Morales. Mm. <laughs> full villain. I see you're going full Miles villain, Kia. Miles Morales. That was amazing. Italian mm. Miles. Mm. Yeah, I love me some Italians. What's up? Benson <laughs> Benson Hurst. Benson Hurst Spider Man. What you doing in the neighborhood, eh? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I feel you. Not um, you feel that black dick though. I mean <laughs> Don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of news stories. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, I think it would be we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the rumors based on character breakdowns from the Green Lantern series. It oh, appears not. that's like Martine's favorite thing to talk I about. I know. It appears <laughs> that Simon Baez and Jessica Cruz will be appearing on the Green Lantern show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we've known this. <laughs> no, I think it was it was still uh it was we're we're not we're not sure about it. Um here's the the character breakdowns. Jessica Cruz, protecting the galaxy is hard enough. It's even tougher when you're the type of person who's uncomfortable leaving the apartment. Life forced Jessica to become self-reliant at a young age. She worked her way through school while taking care of her younger sister. She's bright, determined. Looking at her, you'd never know the struggle going on inside. Jessica lives with sometimes crippling anxiety disorder. She's been fighting fear longer than any of our other lanterns. And Simon Baz... For as long as he can remember, Simon's loved the Green Lanterns. Using his innate charm and gift of gab, he works in Detroit as a vendor. However, business hasn't been good lately. In the wake of 9-11, America has grown distrustful of young Middle Eastern men. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to get the the, the pairing uh, from, I don't remember what volume of the Green Lantern run they, they got together. But, you know, it's good to know that at least based on casting, this is the direction they're going to be heading with the kind of multi. No, I was saying it was the one just prior to this one, was it not? Like, it was, I think it was the, the one just before this rebirth run. 
Okay. I think, yeah, I, I don't, think, don't. You know, don't quote me on that. But that was that DCU or was that another one of their it, relaunches? It was, it was before DCU. It was like I think at the very hind end of um of New Fifty Two. I think. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so they didn't have a name for that run. It was just less Lane new, Landers. less new Fifty Two. <laughs> <laughs> Not as new. Not not quite not quite that new. Yeah. Um, the other bit of news is is very brief. Oh, sorry. The other bit of the other bit of news involves uh, Batwoman. Uh, they revealed a synopsis to the new season. They also have a poster, but posters aren't good for a podcast, so I can't. <laughs> I, we, we can't. I can't describe it to you. However, this is a synopsis for season two of Batwoman. In season two of Batwoman, when Ryan Wilder, Javicia, is it Javicia or Javicia? I hope it's Javicia. Javicia. Leslie first discovers Kate Kane's Batsuit. She has no idea how drastically her life is about to change. A sassy, smart lesbian with a difficult past, Ryan sees the suit as her chance to finally be powerful and no longer a victim as she survives in the rough streets of the city. When Ryan grows, while Ryan grows rogue in the shadows, Gotham grapples with their missing hero, believing Batwoman has fled the city after a public standoff with Commander Jacob Kane, Doug Ray Scott, and the Crows. Or is it DeGray? DeGray Scott and the Crows. But Kate Kane's disappearance hits hardest at home with Jacob, Sophie, Megan Tandy, Luke, Cameron Johnson, Mary Nicole Kang, and even Alice, Rachel Scarson each struggle with the devastating news in their own way. Meanwhile, the False Face Society tightens its grip on Gotham, distributing a perilous new drug known as Snakebite. Bruce Wayne, Warren Christie, finds his way home to wreak havoc. Sophia, Shivani Gahi, surfaces with plans for revenge, and a new set of villains descends on the city. It's not long before Ryan realizes how much the symbol on the suit means to Gotham, launching her on a personal journey that takes her from fledgling substitute to confident caped crusader, from living in her van with her plant to chasing victims, chasing villains in the Batmobile. Ryan Wilder becomes a very different Batwoman than Kate Kane, her own Batwoman, but with the same understanding of what it means to be a hero. So, uh, you know, it's a CW, so it's going to have its CW-isms. I, I hope that the show is going to be fun. Um... It still remains to be seen. We did, like I said before, they did introduce Ryan uh, Leslie, Ryan Wilder. Ryan Leslie's a musician. He's pretty good. Um, <laughs> um, they did, they did re uh, introduce Ryan Wilder in the comics a couple weeks back. So who knows if they'll give her a comic persona of her own and whether in subsequent seasons we'll be considering drafting her. But um, Martin, do you plan on watching the Batwoman show? Yeah, I plan on watching it because uh, yeah, I'm gonna see it as like it's it's almost like a new show, and I give new shows like at least one or two seasons to like really like cook me in because I know sometimes uh, shows the first season's a little off and right. I don't really hit the stride until the second season. So I'm definitely gonna give it a shot. Like I always give shows a shot, you know. Gotcha. I'm definitely gonna watch it. What about you, Kia? Um, it's a CW. I mean. I might do that on an insomnia night, you know, after, you know, season one is fully over. Gotcha. I might binge it, but it's not something I'm going to stop my life for. Right. And I think, I think it's still going to be exclusive to Disney. I mean, sorry, exclusive to HBO Max. Um, 
So yeah, uh huh. Yeah, because that's exactly where I'll watch it. Wink, wink. <laughs> what about you, Randy? Where you? Where, what do you? I won't ask you where you plan to watch Batwoman, but I will ask you if you plan to watch Batwoman. <laughs> On Disney Plus, of course. <laughs> Just no, but um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I I do I plan to watch um Batwoman because you know she's a brand new I've, I've kind of been on my little tear recently about them bringing in new blank plate characters um to kind of you know so that people don't really have too many expectations of them and and kind of don't really have that fan backlash of like oh that's not like how she was in the comics okay mm-hmm. well you this new blank plate character we get to take her for who she is on the show and i hope that they don't waste the opportunity I'm not, you know, again, as, as everybody said, it's the CW, but I hope that they build her up to be a character that we can really root for. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely give her a try. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm probably, I mean, whether I watch it from week to week remains to be seen, although I may have to because of Fantasy Comics League or whatever scoring systems. Um, if the season's, you know, if, if some character from the show gets drafted. But, um mm-hmm. You know, that's another point that I wanted to mention. The season, the new season begins in January 17th. So we're just a few weeks away. Yep. Mm. What are you guys going to do uh, January 23rd? Uh, you know, not not much. We'll probably just uh, eat popcorn. Because nothing, else? nothing, I mean, nothing, the, nothing the, major the, happened. Day, so. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I can't think of anything that's that's important <laughs> about January twenty third. So it's just be another day. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 three. It'll it'll be three days into my celebration that Trump is out of office. That's what it will be. I mean, I suppose we could celebrate the key anniversary, um, but. <laughs> anniversary but, of my birth i mean hello <laughs> yeah all right well the day i came to you all from the higher power you're welcome <laughs> you guys will all see 2021 i'm coming there's been an awakening thank you the junction of like mars and venus or whatever <laughs> i got my superpowers i don't know about y'all <laughs> And our last news story, we won't talk very long about it because, you know, uh, not everyone has seen, not everyone has seen the movie, but uh, Wonder Woman won the box office with 16.7 million. There is no box office anymore. There's, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a little tiny, there's a little tiny box office. Everybody was just like a new movie, please, Lord, I've watched everything during 2020 because I've been home. There's a, there's a home box office and it's a max version of the home box office. So, I bet you there were. I bet you, I bet you Wonder Woman wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have won if uh, something else came out the same day. There were 2,150 cinemas in the U.S. open on December 25th, and Wonder Woman. They're not scared of They're not scared of So 16.7 million domestically, uh, including now globally, 85 million. Uh, the movie has made, and they have That's already. Cheating. And they have I could already have a uh, about myself, uh, and it would have it would have done the same exact shit. 
<laughs> just saying. Well, Warner Brothers has already said that it's green, it's green light, green lighted, and uh, fast tracking Wonder Woman three, and they're bringing back Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins, and uh, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman three. So uh, look forward to, to uh, in a couple years, we'll be getting another Wonder Woman, and um, you know the we won't say whether that's good news or bad news. Hmm. I Mary, just want to be king. <laughs> we wish for good things. <laughs> <laughs> we wish that wouldn't happen. Oh, I don't have the penis stone. I but, wish for Nubia in the Wonder Woman third movie. I wish but, that they would expand upon those Amazons. Okay, I, so... Oh, we can't talk about it. Yeah, we can't talk about it. Um, Damn it, Randy. Get me all riled up for no reason. So what do we wish for in the third round of the racial draft? You mean the fourth, fourth round? round. Fourth yes, round. the fourth round. Thank you, Kia. I wish, I wish the host would actually know the round. Oh, damn. Oh. 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 <laughs> I wish that... Martine would not show up for the fourth round, and he will pick somebody that honestly nobody cares about. So these are these are all bad wishes. Is this, is this what we're gonna gonna go for, uh, Martine? Yeah, what do you wish for? That's what I learned from the movie. <laughs> oh uh, I wish uh, to get another. Spectacular native American <laughs> delegation. <laughs> you know, like I, they're going full story, and I, I'm, on some level, I gotta respect that. But uh, yeah, I want to. I want to see like another good, just real amazing, spectacular pick. Um, I don't know. Uh, what about you, Randy? What do you wish for? I wish that um, I I could like get a pick that makes everybody like green with envy that I that I chose that person. Like they have to just like cross off their list. Like, dang, I really wanted that person. Okay. You might have to pray alongside wishing. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I I have I have some thoughts as to who that pick might be, um, but uh. You know, we, we shall see. I know Dazzler. <laughs> Fortunately, I was not there for the last um, round of choices, so I can't be held responsible for choosing Dazzler. So Wasn't Dazzler like their first around. pick? <laughs> I Domino was the first pick. Yeah, Dazzler, they got Domino and got later on. Yeah. So I, I don't. Later know on, as in round two. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wish I wish that everybody's picks are awesome and that everybody's talking about them and are interested in their backstories and there's a whole bunch of discussion around them and it leads to people listening to the podcast next week because they're, you know, just so interested in, in finding out how these characters interplay with one another. That's what I wish for. I wish oh, for you wish for listeners. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Uh, you, the listener, tell your friends. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I even shared. I even shared this podcast with my family members, knowing I, I say crazy shit on here. 
See, <laughs> you, you too can share this podcast with your family members so you can hear Kia say crazy shit. Yeah. You're welcome. I can guarantee. And also, and also if you find me on Twitter and uh, DM me, you know, give me some ideas on what crazy things to say. I'll push all boundaries. And I can guarantee that there will be at least 50% less black dick jokes next week. I can. You can't guarantee that. You absolutely cannot guarantee that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. 10%. 10% less black dick jokes. (laughs) You never know. Fair. Fair point. They go their own way. Don't, don't make promises get play wrong. <laughs> I, I will be still on the show, so you can't do that. Fair enough. You heard it. You heard it from the Black D himself. <laughs> the Black D legation. <laughs> oh gosh, I cannot. <laughs> But that, but that concludes our business for the week, this week in the racial draft. Does anyone have any uh, final thoughts? Uh, so let's start with Randy. <laughs> a pox on Sean's house for taking miles from us. <laughs> and that's it. Martine? Seconded. <laughs> Kia? Same as it ever was. Oh man. Well, I didn't realize that this was gonna be a talking heads show, but uh I I appreciate it. And um you know, we'll 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 make sure that that we we stick with certain themes in, in subsequent episodes. But uh I don't you know, listen, this is your first show. I apologize, but hopefully <laughs> you go back through the shows and there are episodes that really scratch you where you itch. Um, I urge you to become a fan of the show, to follow us on Twitter at Racial Draft Pod, follow us on Facebook at Racial Draft, follow us at Twitter, not Twitter, sorry, on Instagram at Racial.Draft and, um, you know, support our Patreon and our soon-to-be OnlyFans where we will give you all the black dick jokes that you can handle. Um, maybe a little bit more than you can handle, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, you know, you can get the special outtakes of Kia, Kia singing uh, Talking Heads. And, um, you know, we bring the hilarity from week in, week out. Uh, we we want to wish you all a happy holidays. Um, when we come back, it'll be a brand new year, 2020. We'll be behind us. We'll be in 2021. Um, happy Waquanza, everyone. Waquanza forever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, until next time, all things are possible. <laughs> 